I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 181 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have a very exciting guest to bring you guys today. He is an actor from Liverpool, England. You have seen him recently portraying a SEAL Team 6 operator on the History Channel's 6. Barry Sloan will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Being that Barry is well known for playing a Navy SEAL, I would like to take a second here just to make another guest announcement coming next week. I dropped one name on you guys yesterday, which was George P. Bush. The grandson of President George H.W. Bush will be here on Wednesday. Friday, I'm going to flip the script around a little bit here and have the father of SEAL Team 6 operator Rob O'Neill, who is best known for putting bullets in the body of Osama bin Laden. Thomas O'Neill will be here with me next week. Uh, So I will be speaking to the grandson of an American hero on Wednesday and Friday, I will be speaking to the father of an American hero. Uh, so please do not miss out on that. Lock it in. It's going to be a special week next week. Be sure to follow me over on Instagram to find out who the other three dads are that will be joining me here. I'm going to hit you guys with another five banger, but I am still putting the schedule together. Uh, so stay tuned for an announcement on that and mark it down. Wednesday, George P. Bush. Friday, Tom O'Neill. All right. Yesterday, I took my four kids to see the Easter Bunny, and it had to be the smoothest experience of seeing the bunny that I ever had in my entire fatherhood journey. Uh, There was nobody on the line. All the kids smiled. The whole operation lasted about five minutes. Now, I'm not trying to rub it in on you dads out there who may have had a little bit of difficulty with your Easter Bunny pictures this year, because believe me, I have had my turn in the barrel with a nightmare of waiting online with the kids all dressed up, and by the time we make it to the rabbit, the children are all disheveled, the hair is a mess, Uh, nobody's looking or smiling at the camera, so um, you got to celebrate your victories when you can, and yesterday was a win for me. Uh, So look for those rabbit shots to be coming on Sunday. I'm going to post them up on Instagram and Facebook. Follow me over there at Alec underscore Lace and Alec Lace on Facebook. All right. So please don't forget to hit me with a rating or a review over on iTunes or wherever you're enjoying the podcast and help me to spread the word about this to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let's keep this celebration of fatherhood going strong. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump right into the action now with first class father and actor Barry Sloan. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is an actor who has starred in hit TV shows such as ABC's drama series Revenge, sci-fi thriller series The Whispers, and History Channel's Six. It is a big privilege for me to say, Barry Sloan, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks very much, Alex. Pleasure to be uh, part of the podcast. Doing a great job with it. All right, thank you for that. Let's start it here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have two kids. Uh, I have uh, a daughter who's nine, uh, and my son is uh, two, two and a half. It's going to be three, uh, three in July. Okay, awesome. One and one. You going to try to break the tie here? Go for a third, or you're all done? No, I think we'll retire if we can. <laughs> but uh, you know, we we we've loved the experience of of parenthood so much that you know we would never you know 
seriously rule out anymore if uh, if we were blessed that way. Um, but as we stand right now with having the boy and the girl, and with a six-year age gap between the two of them, it's kind of it's worked out kind of perfect in that they both have their own identity as as, as the girl and the boy. Plus, you know, she, she she likes to look after him as well, Gracie. So um, they have a good relationship at the moment. We'll see how we go as we go through the years. But right now, there's a nice dynamic between the two of them. You know? Yeah, very cool. We had our three boys, and then we got our little girl at the end on the fourth try. If we didn't get her on four, we'd have five by now. There you go. Absolutely. There you, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, we just got to it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> what type of uh, sports or activities is the nine-year-old into? Uh, Gracie loves soccer. She plays soccer. She's, um, she's, a, she's, she's fortunate enough to have two pretty athletic parents, so she does well at track. Um, she's, she's developing a skill for basketball. I'm kind of being being a being a foreign father in Los Angeles, I'm kind of trying to push her into more more American sports than I know how to play. Um, obviously, my my core thing is soccer, so I'm uh, I'm making sure that she jumps into everything. Really, she's also a very keen swimmer, um, and she's uh, she's strong at that as well. So, as, as many things as we can, basically, and you know, obviously, team team sports at that age are really important. So she seems to really grow from those experiences, you know. Yeah, I like that. Do you get involved with coaching at all, Barry, with the soccer teams, or do you kind of cheer her on from the sideline? I would. It's something that I want to do. Unfortunately, with my with with work, um, I don't have as much time to to get involved in that side as I as I would. But I'm I'm pretty obsessed with uh, with coaching soccer in general. Um, I've I've always had an interest in that. So when uh, when my schedule opens up, uh, that's something that I would love to jump into. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, awesome. Barry, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, well, um, I'm, a, I'm an actor. Uh, I've been working professionally in the business since uh, my first job was in 1999 in the UK. Um, been fortunate enough to solidly work since then. Um, and in 2011, I was, uh, I was able to come over with a play um, that went to Broadway, which got me over to the United States. And, and from there... Um, my career has kind of opened up on this side of the Atlantic, and um, it's been a wonderful experience. I'm, I'm very lucky to be able to do something that I love and that I have a natural talent for. And, um, yeah, it's afforded myself and my, and my family a wonderful life because of it. So um, very, very lucky to have it. Yeah, that's so cool, Barry. And how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Well, life, life in general. I felt, I felt the moment, the moment Gracie was born. Um, you know, and you will have heard this a lot, I'm sure. But it was, it was like a primal switch just came on. That was kind of, I, I never, I never thought I was ready. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I need to be a father now. You know, although, although we, we were trying, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be capable of, of, of doing the job correctly. I mean, nobody knows until you're right there, right? But then. The very second that, that, that she arrived, it was just like this part of me that had laid dormant since birth, just like clicked on. And I was like, this is, I, I know exactly how to do this, or at least I'm prepared to do this. You know what I mean? I'm prepared to make mistakes, which is kind of the whole thing. But um, it, it changed It changed my mine and my wife Katie's life um, forever for, in the most incredible ways. Um, one of the best things, especially because my wife is in the arts as well, especially working in the arts, it, it's very important and very grounding um, to have have people who are more important than you ever need to be again in your life. 
that's very important in it, from a grounding perspective within this industry. Uh, within any industry, I suppose, but, you know, there's a lot of nonsense in, in the in the acting industry, which, you know, having children, I think, enables you to make better decisions about what jobs to look for. And and you also know why you're doing it. You know what I mean? You're doing it to, to, to take care of your family and to raise your family. And, and it just takes the pressure off. You, and you certainly don't take yourself as seriously as you did before you have children. So that's been really beneficial as well. Yeah, 100%, Barry. And it's one of the things I speak about quite often on the podcast here, just because this younger generation of guys, they have this negative outlook on fatherhood and family life, and they make it sound as if it's the end of the world if they ever become dads. And it's the exact opposite of that. Becoming a dad, it's really the beginning of life. So I'm trying to get that message out there and make it as loud and proud as I possibly can. Well, congrats to you. I mean, that's the thing, though. I think with with any experience, you know, to equate it to, you know, I mean, jumping out of a plane, you know, parachute jumping, you know, not a lot of people want to do it. But as soon as they've done it, it's, you know, it's one of the most incredible things that you may ever do. Parenting is a very, you know, is that, you know, strapped, you know, a million times more. I mean, the feelings from... As I say that, my my two-year-old just walks into the room. Um, hello, sunshine. Um, and you know, it's it's just you have to you have to just you have to be in it to even have any kind of perspective of what it entails. And when you know, we we still have you know groups of friends who don't have who don't have children yet, or you know, obviously younger members of my family who who haven't 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 been fortunate enough to experience yet. And, and I just, I, I let them, I, I think they're free to their opinion, um, but I just know that as soon as, um, as soon as their life is enriched by fatherhood, then I, I just wait for that knowing look. And a few, and that's happened with a few of my friends recently because we, we were quite early out of our group of friends to have, to have, to have the children. And then as soon as, you know, they kind of, they, they'll, they'll come over and shake the hand and just be like, oh, now I know what you were on about. Yeah, right on. That's one of the unique experiences about fatherhood. I mean, there's billions of dads on the planet here, but until you experience it, you really can't explain it. No, you can't. It's not. And, and, and nor should you, because, you know, it's each individual, each individual experience is, is your own. And each parenting style is your own. You know, me and, me and Katie have, uh, from day one, you know, we we got some good advice from a friend before. It's like, you know, read up, you know, take as much knowledge as you can from whoever you want, and then just throw it up in the air and and, and do it yourself. You know what I mean? And that's kind of a little bit how we've we've lent into it. You know, we're, we're prepared. We're prepared to make mistakes. That's that's okay. That's part and parcel of it. But what we are, you know, what I, what I, what our main goal and what we aim to be is, is be present for our children and. and and show them, show them all the love that they need and, and all the attention that, 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 that we can give them and allow them the platform to, to be themselves and to go forward with the confidence to do exactly whatever they wanted to do. I was fortunate with my parents that when I, you know, it, with a family background that, that wasn't, you know, we didn't, have a, we didn't have a lot of money, so it wasn't like, you know, if I, if I, if I wanted to be a lawyer, I don't think they could afford it to put me through college anyway. So <laughs> I, might have, I might have pushed that off, but... You know, it was an industry at that point where no one else in my family has done this, and and you know there was no guaranteed future in it. There was certainly no money in it when I started, and actually it was it was outgoings. But um, you know, my parents afforded me that opportunity to to chase my dreams, and and I want to you know pay that forward with my kids, and and that's certainly something that me and Katie are doing. 
Yeah, and what a journey you've had. You definitely found some success. I thought you were awesome as Joe Bear in six. I've had the honor of having so many Navy SEALs on the podcast here. In fact, Jason Kuhn will be joining me tomorrow. I've had Commander Mark Devine on the show, and I know I heard you on his podcast. What was the whole experience like for you, Barry, to be around these guys, to learn from them, and, and just work so closely with the SEALs? You know, with, I've said this a lot in, in interviews around six. You know, meeting, working with, with, with Commander Devine and, and and kind of and the rest of of the seals you know that we were fortunate enough to have with us all the time has been has been quite literally life changing in in a completely or not i wouldn't say it was an unexpected way but i i didn't expect it to be as profound as it was um and obviously not many people get to get to be invited into that in a, in a sanctum you know where, where they will speak honestly to you and, and kind of afford you knowledge um but they were they were very keen for for us, if we were going to represent their community, that we did it with with respect and with honesty, and um, and so, you know, we went up to Seal Fit in Encinitas where, where, where that Mark runs, and um, <laughs> they put us they put us through it, shall we say, um, and made us made us earn the right to to walk a mile in their shoes. And um, I was particularly impressed with not only the physical aspect of the training that we did, but the mental aspect as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm into meditation myself and, um, that's something that, that helps me on a daily basis. Um, and I was surprised by how much of what they were doing was, was focused around the strength of the mind as well. I mean, it seems incredibly more obvious to me now, having, having been in that world a little longer, but you know, as a, as an actor looking in from the outside, um, it was, it was a very, pleasant surprise to see how much that played a part yeah and the popularity of the seals has really exploded here recently and i'm just so grateful that they are so accessible now i mean you could follow them on social media read all their books and i just think it's so beneficial to our entire society uh just to have these guys out there and get a glimpse inside their mindsets agreed agreed you know they are at their core the most selfless of people that i've come across i mean literally their job is you know at no benefit to themselves. You know, they're only putting themselves in harm's way. From the very moment they sign up for that naval contract or, or any uh, military contract for that matter, you know, you're you're making a vow with the nation you're 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 sworn to defend and and the, the citizens of, of that particular country. And you and you're doing that for them and and you're doing that for the man or the woman next to you. You know what I mean? I just think it's 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 an incredibly inspiring job and and you're quite right the more the more of their mindset that can be shared with the general population i think will be incredibly beneficial yeah definitely and my listeners know just how much i admire the frogmen now I'm- all right it is time to get an important word from our sponsors and then back with more from Barry Sloan i'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood Kids are not born with a politeness gene. You can parent by example, which is a good way for kids to learn about sharing, proper behavior, table manners, and so on. But there's an app that reinforces every good thing you're teaching your child. The SirDap Game Show app challenges players ages 5 to 8 to choose good behavior in fun scenarios with quirky cartoon characters that keep good humor in the mix. Check out SirDap.com. That's S-I-R-D-A-P-P.com to learn more. 
the show six, you don't have the English accent. How difficult was it for you to kind of drop the vernacular? And does your daughter kind of give you a double take when she sees you uh, speaking differently around the house? You know, she, she's so used to me walking around the house muttering words in various different accents that she kind of just bats an eyelid now. Um, but it takes practice. It takes practice and, and time and care. And, you know, quite honestly, um, growing up in Liverpool, England, you know, if you've got this accent, you're going to play criminal or criminal's mate. You know what I mean? That's it. So uh, unless you unless you get good at dealing with that accent, um, your your chances are going to be limited. So from, from from an early age in the business, I was always leaning into other voices. And, you know, I think it's fun to, to move away from yourself as much as possible anyway. So, you know, as long as you put the time and effort in, it's actually a very, very enjoyable thing. If you don't put the time and effort in, I imagine it would be terrifying to walk on set and, and get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Do you travel back to England often? Uh, do the kids, uh, your daughter in particular, does she get a chance to see some of the places where you grew up? Yeah, yeah. She, um, well, Gracie was born. Gracie was born in England, um, and then uh, travelled over with us subsequently. And, and but she's only ever known the United States that that is her home. That that's where her identity lies. But um, we we'll, we will go uh, usually usually for for Christmas. We'll go over um, and see um, see family and, and and do that once a year. Sometimes in the summer, schedule allowing. Obviously, depends on on what I'm doing or what Casey's doing. But uh, but this particular uh, Christmas, my uh, my my mother and father came over uh, from Liverpool, which is great. And they they'd never had uh, a Christmas outside of uh, Liverpool in, in in over sixty years, so <laughs> it was quite a big uh, shift for them to have a Californian summer. Their um, Californian uh, Christmas, should I say? So it was uh, it was interesting that the sun was shining for them, but it was a lovely experience. But um, you know, my son my son's called Lennon uh, after you know after John Lennon. Obviously, uh, wants to put some roots in there of, uh, of my hometown and uh, how proud and uh, how proud I am to be to be a scouser and uh, to be a man from Liverpool, and uh, obviously of my of my Irish heritage as well. You know, it's uh, Liverpool is one stop from from Dublin, so <laughs> we didn't get very far <laughs> with the bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, you are such a talented actor. Is it difficult for your daughter to know when you're serious and when you're kidding around? Especially, I could see that being a problem when you're trying to discipline her. And and how do you handle discipline as a father? Well, I, it's with us. It's it's my discipline is quite tonal. So I think I think with us, it's a it's a clear voice change. Um, so. When and it was something that my my dad used as well, to be honest. I mean, and some other techniques. But um, <laughs> I <laughs> she will she will know when the conversation has reached the end, <laughs> shall we say, and that the, and the discussion is not going to continue. Um, but we we're very proud to have you know instilled in her and her brother um, confidence to speak. Like she'll she'll we've never we've never come down on and treated her you know, like a like an inferior. You know, she she's encouraged to converse, she's encouraged to speak with us and, and with our friends. So um we can we've managed to get to a point where we can we can use our we can use our words to, to explain why why this this is not going a certain way. Now obviously if if there's a as you'll know, <clears throat> if there's pushback every now and again to try and push the boundaries then we will come down firm and make sure that she knows that that's not acceptable. But for the most part, we'll we'll allow her to make as many mistakes as possible and, and then try and correct the path, you know. Um, 
but but we've instilled manners from day one. Please and thank you, which is which is huge and is, is on the wane. I've noticed from a lot of other kids that I come around, but you know, our our kids are please and thank you and um, are respectful um, to adults in that sense, and um, we're very proud of the work we've done there up to this point. We'll see what the teenage years bring, but right now, pretty happy. Yeah, my oldest will be a teenager in about a week and a half here, so we are trying to keep our chins covered. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, uh, now, has your daughter shown any interest in getting in front of the camera herself? And, and given the record of so many child actors, how would you feel about her getting involved in acting? Well, I've, sp- I've, sp- I've spoke to her about it. I, you know, she, she, she does have an interest. I mean, you know, both both of her parents uh, perform. Um, a lot of our social circle of friends, you know, are all very brilliant, charismatic, fun people who come round to our house and socialise and. Obviously, it's alluring that that industry, um, but I I was never a child actor. I didn't start I didn't start like acting until I was over the age of eighteen. Um, so I, I think I think, and I've said to her, for me, it would be it would never be something that I would push her to do. At, at a because at a I think I think it's hard to maintain to maintain that because you do so much growth. In those in those years that I don't it, it would be it would be a tough job to do at that age I think um, but ultimately if it's something that she really wants to do and her heart is there then we'll find a way to make it work but um, you know there's there's a, there's a million other paths that that could be quite fun so we'll just see what she wants to go for really. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier there that your parents were very supportive of you at the onset of your acting career. What what type of advice do you have for parents out there whose kids maybe are graduating high school in a couple of months and they have dreams of pursuing a career in acting? Well, look, there's there's no there's no hiding the fact that it's a difficult career path. But I see the benefits to my life. I've met people that I would never have met. I have gone to places that I would never have gone. I have learned things about the human condition. I stood basically, you know, rather than thinking of it as a bunch of people prancing around in tights and, and, and singing and dancing, think of it as human study, psychology even. Um, it requires a certain, a high degree of emotional intelligence. So just because it's a career in the arts doesn't necessarily mean that your kid has failed as smart, <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as an intellectual you know what I mean? There's, there's an incredible amount of work that can be done. Personally, whether it was acting, painting, you know, roofing, whatever, whatever job, I, I would say support your child. Don't don't force the child into a career that you think is beneficial for them because you could be ending up putting them into a lifelong job that doesn't satisfy their soul. I mean, it just seems it seems unfair to me. It seems that you that our job is to guide and and obviously, you know, if 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 your if your kid's dream is to make seashell necklaces on Santa Monica Beach, um that that might be worth having a talk that that, that might not last forever. That could be a tough one. <laughs> but um but certainly, you know, it's gonna require hard work, dedication and a lot of self belief and a tough skin. And if you if you think your kid has that and they can cope with that, then go for it, go for it. it especially from a young age, chase it. You don't want to get you don't want to get to you don't want to get to forty five, fifty, fifty five, and think, I wish you know I always wanted to be an actor. Well, yeah. I can't do that anymore. 
like, you know, the youth is for failure. Youth is for youth is for for making mistakes. Like, at least have a crack there. You've got plenty of time to learn how to 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 do math. But also, you know, for uh, just just to clarify for both sides of the argument, you know, if if your if your kid is is an incredible mathematician and they have incredible prowess, you know, in that area, and and they they want to look somewhere else, perhaps, you know, let them know how special they are with the gift of uh, of logical thinking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. And so many of our kids are ensconced in YouTube and the Fortnite. My kids are no different. Uh, so how do you kind of handle the technology and all that with your nine year old? Well, we, she, she got quite into, you know, YouTube for a bit, and I, I didn't quite understand. Um, um, I didn't quite get it. Um, to be honest, I was like, what, what are you, what are you, what's this? What's happening? Oh, I'm watching someone play a video game. It was like, okay, well, that's, that's things. So why, 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 why are you watching somebody else play a video game? Why don't, why don't you just play a video game? And, and she said, well, you watch other men play soccer. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. I suppose I'll stop there. But we've we've uh, we've actually stopped her watching YouTube for now, just because um, I just we can't control the advertising. I didn't quite like that was that was coming in in between whatever it was she was watching. The show she was watching at the time herself were pretty harmless, and you know it was about toys, and you know I could see I could see the allure. Like when I was her age, I probably would have watched it. But it was what was being said in between that that, that troubled me. So um, she doesn't do that, but she, but she likes you know she likes Netflix. She 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 can watch her shows once once her homework and stuff like that is done. You know um, she's free to she's free to do what she likes. But she she she's a very she's into creative play a lot. So she has a lot of dolls and a lot of uh, miniature like houses and things that she likes to create worlds with, which is you know. I can see a lot of similarities to me, <laughs> but um, but she's uh yeah so so she she flits between the both. Sometimes she wants that, sometimes she doesn't. Um, but you know, and, and obviously as we said before, with her sports, it kind of balances out. So it's all. Okay. Yeah, and that's one of the things that's been very confusing to me, Barry. You know, my kids will sit there and watch other kids play video games. And just because, you know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, you had to take turns playing the Nintendo. And if it wasn't my turn, the last thing I would want to do is sit there and watch another kid play. I'd be like, you know, let me know when you die, and then I'll jump in. Well, we we, we used to have the premise of winner stays on, so you'd do your damn right. best to stay on, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, who knows? Listen, you've had so much success already. The sky is the limit for you here. What's coming up next for you? What kind of goals or plans do you have for the future? Uh, well, I have, uh, I think it's in May, a show called uh, LA's Finest comes out. Um, it's a, it's from the Bad Boys uh, world. So it's with uh, Jessica Alba, uh, Gabriel Union. And um, I'm in that playing uh, some dodgy ex-con guy and comes back and causes a bit of trouble um and um i've uh, hopefully got a we just shot a pilot in memphis for nbc so uh can't really speak about it but hopefully that's gonna that's gonna go and that'll be on your screens later this year as well um one uh, and i've said this to a few of my followers on the thing i got a, i got a big announcement coming up which i've been sworn to secrecy for over over a year now because uh, we haven't completed uh completed work on it but the moment i can share that one i'll be very excited to do so very cool. I'm looking forward to that. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Barry. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, embrace every single second of it. Take a lot of pictures. 
because they change hourly. <laughs> and just um, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Enjoy it, and you'll be the best dad that you're going to be for your kids. That's it. You can't be the. You can't be anybody else. Well said. I love the advice. It's a great message. Uh, Barry Sloan, you are a first-class father, and i got to say thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Thank you, Alec. All right, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Barry Sloan for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. Tomorrow we are returning to the Frogman Friday format here on First Class Fatherhood. Jason Kuhn, former Navy SEAL and successful entrepreneur, will be stopping by the podcast. It has been a fun week here. You've got to go back and check it out if you missed it. We had former NFL quarterback here, Jordan Palmer, on Monday. Tuesday we had Kevin. Miller, Wednesday, Uncle Louie, today, Barry Sloan, and tomorrow, Jason Kuhn. It has been an exciting week. Next week will be no different. Smacking you with another five banger, all right? That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.